0: Capcom
1: presents. Let's go. They accept all my imperfections. Sorry for the disconnection, but here's all the missing sections. You know, Mega brand came equipped with weapons. I don't mean Smith and Wessons, but the gun smoke will choke ya. We do it for the culture. Knights of the round, controllers up in holsters. It's a beautiful world. I'm smelling everything. Take flight and soar on legendary wings No swagger from Mike a Wrestler turned mega turn teacher turned rapper with mad gear Leveled up from last year Trust me it's dynamite from the third strike to final fight Long to stay locked in Since 83 way past 2010 You never heard of this live there. The Capcom Unity Podcast Long to stay locked in
2: Welcome to episode twenty-six of the Capcom Unity Official Podcast. We're very official here.
3: Yeah, well let, let me let it. me button up my collar over here and uh adjust gonna, my tie. Yeah, I better put on a
2: second tie. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: this is Greg a man, joined once again by
3: Yuri Man and
4: Bort, dude.
2: <laughs> Take you, Homer. <laughs> I think I've actually made that reference already on this cast, but this will not be cut. So
4: I many did things see, we've uh, done already before. Um, keep doing. When I was walking around, I did see someone's license plate was Mr. Bort. They probably uh, were already out of Bort license yeah, plate. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had a friend who wanted to get Bort on his motorcycle, but uh, it was already <laughs> taken. Wow. Uh, So they were out of port license plates.
2: We sure hope you guys like 90s episodes of The Simpsons, because that's what we're here to discuss. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, we also have some Capcom news over the last couple of weeks. First off, Resident Evil Revelations 2 has begun its RE.net support. Um, I guess we had alluded to that last time, but they are in full force now, starting with the Invasion of the Huge Creatures Part 1 uh, event. What do you call them? Quests or missions?
4: Uh, online events. Outings? On- <laughs> uh, goofabouts. Goofabouts. Goofabouts, <laughs> yeah.
0: So this
2: thing is cool. If you guys are Dragon's Dogma fans, then you may remember the Ur-Dragon. It was a giant dragon who would... Uh, irritate of, you. He would... <laughs> well, that's pretty good. <laughs> he would uh, sort Sorry. of warp his way into your world. You'd have to do a bunch of damage, That, d- but he had so much health that you, it was almost impossible to take him out yourself. Uh, But then the damage that you attributed to him would be uh, uploaded to a server, and that alongside the damage contributed by every other player out there would, uh, you know, accumulate and eventually take him out. So it was like every player is contributing to killing this giant magnanimous beast. (laughs) Uh, Same deal here. We've got a giant uh, creature. I don't remember the name of this creature. Do you happen to know it? Uh, No, I call him giant sledge hammer man. lord sledge lord uh but you know one of these giant dudes but he, he's like even bigger he's several stories tall and you just like shoot the crap out of him and then leave and then eventually we will all kill him and reap some kind of reward yep uh and we will have new events uh, what is is it monthly for several months <laughs> uh
4: i mean it'll be like it'll be consistent mm-hmm. um i'm don't know the i don't Offhand, I don't know the exact like every week, every other week, but I mean, if you go back to Revs One and re six, there were definitely a lot of overlapping events. So,
2: and so, I mean, I th- I really feel like the, that site Resident .net is adding a lot of value uh, with Revs 2. where you know, you, if you have the mobile app, you can buy stuff that uh, uh. will help you out in the game. You can buy like uh, custom parts for your weapons. Uh, you and it's not using real money; it's using the on-site currency that you get basically for Uh, You know, playing our games and registering them on the site and using the site. Yeah, using the
4: site, logging in every day on Revs 2, playing raid mode, uh, doing the online events. Um, I guess the big news for us right now, as far as updates go, is that Xbox One still is is the only platform that doesn't have the online play Mm -hmm. or uh, the ability, therefore, to play the events. Um, So that's coming. Well, we don't have a date yet set. Um, Mm -hmm. We might, by the time this posts, I'm not sure, because we record this earlier, and then, you know, right. the way the way technical fixes work, they can kind of happen suddenly or they can take longer. So right, right. By right. the time this post, we may have had some kind of update. Stop dropping this damn thing. <laughs> uh, but basically, yeah, uh, it's a known issue, and we were working with Microsoft to get that fixed up. Um, but there will be more news uh, about Raid Mode. I think uh, s- when this post, we will have announced uh, their new costumes coming. To mm-hmm. raid mode. So if you've already unlocked everything, uh, there will be some new costumes for you shortly. Mm. Uh, however, at the time that we recorded this, I don't know how many what we were, what we were revealing about those costumes. So <laughs> I can't I can't <laughs> say them specifically on this podcast. But maybe we we'll ha- we will have decided that. And uh, the blog oh post yeah. on Capcom Community will. i d- to say it told you what those things. I are. I have no idea what they I'm are. I'm so I'm. I'm, I'm but I'm the point I'm with the listeners here. The, the point is there is there's some more stuff coming. Um, yeah. So hopefully. That comes out, we get Xbox One sorted, and uh, there'll be a lot of uh, influx of players um, to keep running those points.
3: And after, after all these things, Brett kept saying, like, oh, by the time the post comes out, I was like, can't help but think, well... What if you're listening to this after? (laughs) Oh. If you're listening to this on
4: Sunday, (laughs) uh, which is after we've recorded it. Let's see how long
2: we can keep this obnoxious streak going Uh (laughs) until we lose our final listener. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate news, we have the Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate Caravan, which has traveled the nation peddling its wares and uh, preaching the goodness of Monster Hunter. Across uh, America, that is coming to this very office, the Capcom USA office, uh, this Saturday, which is tomorrow. If you're listening to this, <laughs> <laughs> et cetera, et cetera, uh, April 11th.
4: <laughs> but if you listen to it after April 11th, that's already passed. it. Will have been that was days ago. Yes, yeah. or potentially weeks ago,
2: or
3: or just yesterday,
4: mm-hmm. <laughs> or maybe you're there now, sitting cross-legged in the floor, pl- listening to the podcast.
3: That would be great. Like if you are, please stand up, interrupt our live stream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which yeah, actually, yeah, please happened. do. Please interrupt
4: the stream and tell yeah, us. Yeah,
3: I'd be like, I'm I was. I'm listening to the podcast. Please continue, as you Greg, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if I can finish, uh, if wait, you are listening. <laughs> can I say this? Okay. The, the, the caravan actually drove across the country. It's not right. something that was shipped around. So it's not
2: some artificial yeah, yeah, we sham caravan. We yeah, didn't take a license a, plate. Yeah,
3: which is why, yeah, it has a license br- plate and it is port. Yeah. No, it's not. (laughs) It has
4: tires and it has a hitch that we have to hide. Does (laughs) it have a vanity plate? No, No, it has a. It's it's very boring. You know what I would put?
2: Rathalos. So it would be a Rathalos plate. You see what I mean? Oh, my
4: gosh. Okay. Wow. First person
3: to do that, take a photo, send it to me. You get something. Instead, it's a uh, hug uh, next
4: time I see you. The much more catchy uh, K17062. Yeah. That's probably some like kind that. of reference to at this
2: point. We got 30 Seriously years
3: Seriously though, Lysis <laughs> plate. First person to do it, take a photo, send it to me. Uh, I will make sure it's up on the blog. Yeah. You earn yourself a tweet. You <laughs> and and uh, a hug next time I see you. I'll make that, that exception. And all the power that comes <laughs> with it. <that>. Yeah. <laughs> exception
2: to your usual no hugs rule. <laughs> uh, anyway, if you are listening to this podcast at the correct time, which is <laughs> immediately, uh, it, <laughs> the caravan will be at our office 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. tomorrow. Pacific, <laughs> Pacific. Pacific time, yes. Yeah. Us being, we are we are located in San Mateo, California. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> in other Monster Hunter news, uh, the April DLC is out. Yuri, can you go over that? Do you know it off the top of your head?
3: Yeah, I, I pretty much, uh, so yeah, I worked on all the, the, the DLC trailers, uh, so yeah kind of memorizing that whole thing uh-huh. by now yeah 14 new quests uh including the episode two of the episodic quest uh a, a brand new outfit for your uh hmm. and uh let's Is see it hmm? Is it no, you no no it's just a, <laughs> it's called the vagab- vagabore man it seems, like a, a seems vagabore. like a
2: missed opportunity to
3: take advantage of uniqlo's pig line uh, no, but Uniqlo <laughs> is actually in this DLC pack. There's two quests. One, you get an outfit for your cat, mm-hmm. uh, which he wears that Yonkoku shirt, which I have. You've probably seen it on the live stream. And he gets a little mallet that says like Monclo, which is combining Moha and Uniqlo, which is already. Uh. In anyway. uh, uh, are those so high rank or G rank
4: or the the Uniqlo clothes? <coughs>
3: so yeah, the, for the hunter, there's a full-on yeah. outfit uh, and a weapon. Those are high rank. Damn it. Uh, well, you can you can upgrade it with armor spheres and make it moderately feasible. Mm. Uh, uh, it's maybe. it's up to you, your willingness. Or you can just be you. a badass
2: and use high rank cool. gear in a
3: G rank quest. Yeah, yeah. Why
4: don't you try that out? Well,
3: yeah. why <laughs> don't you why don't
4: you make a G rank?
3: I
0: didn't make it. Come <laughs> uh, well, on, Yuri. Why do you hate me? Typical.
4: Wait a sec.
3: Let's move on. Anyway. <laughs> so there's that. But the big ticket items this time are the Mario & Luigi outfit for your Palicos. Uh, you can finally <laughs> get those for realsies. Uh, last time we did the free uh, starter pack, which included just enough items for you to make one of those. So you had to choose between Mario & Luigi. But now you do that very much fun quest of the mm. two Kongalalas in the arena. And yeah. they, they eat a super mushroom and they grow three times their size. <laughs> it's pretty great. Uh, so you can do that quest over and over and make enough um uh, Are they Mario Donkey Kongolalas? They're kind of. Got it. Know, they're more like Gorilla congololas, Got it. That's what I was getting at, really. Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, and also uh, Sonic the Hedgehog outfit for your Palico as well. So you can uh, – the name of the quest is Supersonic Serigio's, mm-hmm. which I th- thought it was pretty fun. Very clever. Uh, yeah. Is, is the golden he's known as the golden predator I'll sort so of accepted supersonic. supersonic boom little cross promotion no, three way no. cross promotion i think for that you would have had to have a guile hair sound sound based monster or one that had the guile hair yeah.
2: <laughs> and god sure. willing one day one day we will
3: <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah those those <laughs> are the main things uh, i think there's also some of the monster hunter fan club uh gear there and uh, i think that's pretty much it i might be missing oh guild card backgrounds and, and stuff like that so overall they uh, were keeping with the same strategy of like these uh releasing these bigger giving people buttloads loads of content for free exactly yeah yeah so capcom <laughs> free. <laughs> uh, it happens people more often than you would think so enjoy that. Um, you can also download the March pack. Uh, I've seen some, some people uh, a little confused there. It doesn't, This does not replace the March pack. This is in addition to March. And then when May comes around, it will be in addition to all of the March and April and so on and so forth. First, first Friday of every month for the next uh, several months. So I love it.
2: Yeah. Uh, and when we're not giving you free stuff, we are knocking... The prices down on things. We have a Street Fighter weekend sale on Gamers Gate uh, this weekend, <laughs> knocking 40 to 70 percent off various Street Fighter 4 title related things. Uh, and then we also have a Dead Rising brand sale on Games Rocket, which uh, another PC digital distributor. Uh, you can grab Dead Rising 2 and Off the Record for 6.80 each, and uh, Dead Rising 3 for 30 bucks. Jump on it.
4: Strap on. <laughs>
2: <The> <laughs> try and get through the rest of this news quick. We've been on this a while, but uh, Capcom Recap has kicked off. But just a reminder: if you did something cool in a Capcom game, old or new, we we don't care. Uh, you can send us your video clips uh, at Recap at Capcom dot com or tweet it to us with hashtag Capcom Recap. Uh, be sure to include a description, any relevant timestamps. Uh, so that we're not sifting through a 30-minute video for one second of footage. <laughs> uh, DuckTales Remastered. This is kind of a surprise, I think, to everyone. DuckTales Remastered is now available on mobile devices, including iOS, Android, and Windows devices. Wow. Windows phone. So uh, that's pretty awesome. Thank you, Disney, for that one. It's, uh, it'll run you 10 bucks, but it's all the fun and uh, lovingly recrafted, uh, loving... Craft <laughs> nostalgia, <laughs> but all the lovingly, craft, uh, lovingly crafted, but no love, Lovecraft craft of the <laughs> no love DuckTales though. remastered. I love
4: DuckTales remastered, so so pick it up.
2: So that'll bring us to the main topic of today's cast. Uh, We've been kind of coasting on the last few episodes just on on news and games coming out, but uh, this time I want to do a more general topic. This is something we've talked about uh, just amongst ourselves over drinks or from bathroom stall to bathroom stall Mm. for a long time. But uh, just trying to uh, identify, what is it that makes a game have that Capcom feel? I think this is something a lot of people have a sort (coughs) of Vague idea of, and maybe have for a long time. I feel like I have since I was a kid.
3: Yeah, I mean the the, the term Capcom DNA gets thrown around quite often. I see on you know press articles and things like that. But
0: yeah.
2: So I don't and know. I mean, t- I have a a list of suspicions, <laughs> and like I don't want any of these to be taken as gospel from Capcom. This is just some a couple of dudes on the internet. Really? <laughs> what about f- pontificating?
4: What about forte?
2: Forte? What's you mean the
4: character? Because gospel from oh oh
2: yeah yeah. Don't go there. Bass. Um.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the '80s and '90s, not so much, but uh, uh, basically, like PS2 onward, it it started to mean to me like, uh, in in the most friendly, in the most positive way, I can muster. It's like, I- initially complex or overwhelming controls or even be perceived as bad <coughs> controls. But are but are actually bad start. No 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 but like are actually built specifically for the game you're playing. Mm-hmm. Right. They're not bad. Well, they are built for this thing and they uh, ask yeah. you to get good at this thing. I think right. it's that
2: they they insist on having an innovative game system. You know, even if they take if if they're you know working with a genre that uh is popular at the time, and that's why they're they're pursuing that genre. They will still try and innovate and kind of flip it on its head. I think uh, Lost Planet is a good example of that. You have what on the surface looks like a you know a space marine type shooter yeah. experience, but it feels <laughs> nothing like any of those other shooters yeah. that were big at that time. It feels like a Capcom game, um, and there's all and it's one of those things where uh the more you explore it the more it pays off and then you realize that there's all these crazy technical things that people discover and they they sort of uh they build their action mechanics to be deconstructed and for people to discover things that even they might not have known about like the way people could use the anchor shot in lost planet one to sort of like do all these crazy swing moves right and uh you know just like these like individual frames of invincibility and figuring out what you can do during those frames, like shooting and rolling at the same time and detonating grenades that you threw yourself at yourself. Climbing into a VS (laughs) when there's a rocket flying at you. Yeah, you you know, like absorbing a
4: rocket just
2: (laughs) with an animation. And I think that's a a really uh, key thing, is what what I call animation jive. (laughs) Um, It's not going to catch on. (laughs) One of the many failed... Terms of coined him. hashtag <laughs> but, uh, animation drive holster canceling An- holster canceling being a good example. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, can-
4: canceling is also another thing of.
2: Well, that's kind of what I'm talking about. I wouldn't it's like, necessarily
4: Capcom, but <clears throat> I mean, generally speaking,
2: I think that they may have uh, been one of the companies to put that kind of thing on the. Uh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I should just overdub several layers of me harmonizing. <laughs> <the> <laughs> map!
4: <laughs> <laughs> um. uh, yeah, I guess starting with Street Fighter 2, really, and popularizing the yeah. com- the combo and uh, two in ones or whatever. Well, and I think, mm. it, it.
2: you know, they talk about, you hear these, like, sort of legendary stories about how, you know, this mechanic or that mechanic started off as a bug. And I think that kind of speaks to the process of. Uh, you know, you kind of just mess around with uh, a game environment, and then to an extent, you let it take its course and let that dictate your creativity. You know, and that—that's sort of how I think a lot of you know people in other creative fields will right. create things. You know, I—I I feel like I've even done that in music, where like you have a vague idea, and when you try and implement it, uh, accidents will happen that will spark other ideas.
3: Yeah, and I, I think to your point when. <clears throat> Uh, when you're saying about them trying to always innovate in a way uh for all we know Lost Planet could have started as let's make just another shooter and then somebody was like no but but, but what if we do this cool little thing and and mm-hmm. that somehow you know gets to become they gets to create another bug and mm-hmm. that sparks a whole different uh line of thought but mm-hmm. also uh, going back to the controls thing it's like they they uh, I'm sure every developer faces that problem. It's like mm-hmm. they want, you want to try something new, but you don't want to steer too far from the conventions of what people are used to, mm-hmm. how people are used to doing certain actions. But you have to make a tough decision. It gets to a point where you have to make a tough decision. It's like, mm-hmm. no, we really want to let the player do this one thing. Yeah, But for that, we're going to have to break some common rules that everybody else is following.
2: Well, it's cool Like with something like Devil May Cry where like they weren't even trying to make a game called Devil May Cry. They're trying to make a Resident Evil game. And then like this cool bug that happened sparked a whole franchise. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and they're like, wait a minute. What if that was an, on purpose? Yeah, Then could I have a bonus?
4: <laughs> <laughs> In that time uh, during development of Resident Evil, uh, one of the zombies accidentally was replaced with a dinosaur model. And oh, that's how... <laughs> how be. What the? That's not true. <laughs>
3: and then we have that case where it was replaced with the Samurai and yeah. Musho. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: and then with the Killer7. <laughs> Wait a minute. What if we made a game with the Killer7? <laughs> <laughs> uh. um, but I feel like even going further back, like, uh, as a kid, there was something about Capcom that uh, you could sense, you know, when you... you you had it back to back. You had a Capcom game in your NES collection. It somehow kind of stood out against, you know, stuff like Super Mario Brothers or other sort of flagship games. And I don't know if it's like this, this sort of uh, hardcore action feeling, or just like it was a little uh, grittier. Or like, I mean, am I alone? Did you ever feel that way when you were young playing NES? Uh,
4: well, I mean, most the NES memories for me are st- strictly Mega Man and then Disney. Mm. So it's like they were all. You would, I mean, back then you would rent all kinds of games, and you'd play good ones, you'd play bad ones, and a lot of games would have you know weird level design or or play control that was <laughs> that was bad. Like the the jumps weren't responsive, or yeah. like your whole you know you want to jump and be able to move your character in the air and and you can't, or right the weird physics they may have, like they don't stop on a dime, they, they or it's a sloppy jump. Mechanic or yeah. whatever, and Capcom Games like pretty much never had that problem. It was always like yeah. when I play Mega Man, I, I, I immediately know how he's going to move, control, I don't even think about it. It's like this is consistent and tight, mm-hmm. and it's great. And then I would jump over to Disney Game, play Chip and Daily DuckTales, and feel the exact same way. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, I mean, Codename Viper. I remember playing a lot of mm-hmm. uh, basically Rolling Thunder. Uh, <laughs> that one I missed. Um,
2: I, for me, it was Bionic
4: Commando. Oh, that, yeah. That yeah. was what
2: put... Yeah.
4: I won't use that expression.
2: Don't do it again. <laughs> that is what made Capcom a household name for me when I was very young was Bionic Commando and then Strider kind of back-to-back. Oh, but I think, uh, <laughs> there, yeah, there was just something about uh, the, the nuance, much of which was lost on me at the time, but I think uh, you kind of had a... Sense of it subconsciously was that you know, first of all, that they they had sort of taken a well-tread formula—the the action platformer—and you know, it looks at first glance like Contra or something like that. You you run, you shoot, but you don't jump like every other game. Every other game out there that looked like that—a was jump, B was shoot. Yeah. Uh, but they had this whole other <coughs> bionic arm thing, and it just felt like wow. That even at this stage, these guys are like really thinking outside the box. And uh, it just felt so good. Even now, like, and like there have been hundreds of games of grappling hooks at this point. I still don't really think any of them feel as good as the swinging in the original, Bion yeah. Commando.
0: Yeah,
3: and even then, even at that point with only two buttons, like, can you imagine how hard the decision was to, to to make that decision? Like, okay, our our B button
4: is not going to be jump or.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, well, because like, even in the arcade,
4: because the arcade one came <coughs> first, right, and. There wasn't a jump in that, right? No, there wasn't. So I feel like they could have easily had that third button. Oh, yeah, in the arcade, yeah, yeah, maybe. So it's more like, let's make this... I mean, back then you had to stand out from every other machine, every other game, so it was like, well, Hmm. this one. Yeah. uh, Also the Willow Arcade game, man. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, yeah, it was like, you need to... uh, Man, now I'm just thinking about Willow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, it was it was it, when they, much like Strider, they when they made the NES port, they basically completely changed the game. Like some yeah. superficial stuff stayed, but generally speaking, it's a different game. Um, they're like, actually, yeah, it's just well, now we have to because there's only two right. buttons. But yeah, uh, to make it d- distinct, you can when you see these two games next to each other, hey, here's buying a commando, and even here's another Capcom game. It's like, well, in this one, this little knight guy's throwing spears at goblins, and he can jump. But this guy over here, like a super soldier with the weird robot arm, he can't jump. He swings, and that, that kind of reminds <laughs> me of Spider Man, or right, it right? At least immediately makes you feel like this is a different game, and mm. uh, I'm gonna put another quarter in this.
3: Yeah, oh I yeah, mean the sense of identity too, like with yeah, with Capcom games. Uh, well, I was gonna say my example um, very similar to Brett's, but mm. uh, instead of NES, it was Super NES, because you know, grow u- growing up in like jupiter or wherever it is i grew up (laughs) it was uh games were were harder to acquire and i didn't really get to experience them until sega genesis or and super nintendo at my cousin's house Mm. Uh, and that was goof troop yeah a lot of people it was it it sort of snuck into my life as as a capcom thing which Uh. so much so that i didn't realize it was a capcom game it's just we kept playing that. <laughs> we had so that weird. and Contra 3 oh, and man, Super Contra Mario 3. World. Oh, Contra 3. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we Pretty played good library. Contra 3 mm-hmm. and Goof Troop. Like, yeah, so that weird. was like,
4: <coughs> what we did. Like, I watched Goof Troop, and I was still into – I mean, I played all the Disney Capcom games on NES. It's just so bizarre that I completely didn't play Goof Troop. I never even heard about it. And, and I remember so seeing way. it and be like, eh. And then it turns out later, like, oh, you didn't play Troop. People <laughs> rave about Goof Troop, and man. I'm You're like, oh, well, man, I wish I would have taken the trip because I, I, I don't know. I was not that I was too old for the show, but I was getting there, right? Because like that was after Darkwing and after, was it after Bunkers, <laughs> the, the, the police cat? <laughs> yes, uh, I remember that. Been, yeah. Like, but I remember the show being like actually kind of funny, so I <laughs> Bonkers. Watched it Yeah, whatever. <laughs> cool story, Brett. It's a
3: good name. That's a
4: good name for a cat. I was just thinking. <laughs>
3: Uh, but yeah. yeah, it was it was Goof Troop and Mega Man X, yeah. and then eventually Street Fighter Two. Um, <laughs> yeah, hmm. and y- you can you can see those like, you know, with with Goof Troop in particular, it was not your typical uh, jumping and, and shooting type game. Mm-hmm. So it was a, a bit of a, a different breed from most of the other Capcom games at mm-hmm. the time, but it was still. Uh, it had a lot of these things where you say, like, the the animation canceling, like, picking up an item, had you, like, sort of pause the screen a little bit, getting, you know, you go through these levels, uh, like, separate screens, kind of like Mega Man on the NES, so it's, like, you you go into them, and then you come out, and then wait for the enemy to sort of Mm -hmm. reposition itself, and so on, uh, so forth, but, yeah, also a game with very particular, uh, sort of animation exploits here I think and there. that's, yeah, I mean, I,
2: I think that's number one with a bullet is just being obsessed with feel, you know, mm-hmm. and, like, encouraging the players to sort of deconstruct the mechanics and master them in ways that maybe the developer wasn't even aware of, you know. And you look at stuff like Devil May Cry, like, the, the high-level play for, like, DMC 3 and 4 and uh, now new DMC are people are uncovering things that are ostensibly bugs but that that serve the game and the game was built in this way that that would happen. You know, They have this sort of open-ended approach. It's like you let the player uh, discover these things and now we're in an age of patches where you can fix these so-called bugs but uh, oftentimes or sometimes before the game even comes out and they test it, they will opt not to because it, it serves the purpose of the game which is for people to be playing in a in a innovative uh, sort of independent or individualistic way, mm-hmm. I think that's a sort of a, a core tenet of the action. You know, is that they like people to discover things. And I mean, would you say that that kind of bears true for Monster Hunter too?
3: Yeah, there's there's definitely a, a level of discovery, and I think you know, for anybody out there who has played Monster Hunter, they you will notice that a lot of the stuff is left without a very detailed description. You know, like things like the weapons, they'll teach you just the basics. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they're kind of expecting you to use it so many times mm-hmm. that you're going to eventually find out something accidentally.
4: Like even with the tutorials in 4 you or like uh, tutorials in Marvel 3 or Street Fighter 4, it was like – well, like getting back to your thing about feel – They can teach you, even with the tutorial, they can teach you the how. Like, here's how you do this. Like, oh, if you're playing Charge Blade, hit this button and this button and then build up this. And then when it's built up, hit the R button and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And (laughs) it's like, okay. But it's like, it's the why and and it's the feel of it that is so fun. Mm -hmm. It's not like if you just read in a sheet, it's like, here's how you do a great combo with Ryu. And it's like, (laughs) you can memorize that like line for line. Like, I did so many Killer Instinct combos <laughs> in the arcade days, but it was like, you need to know, like, well, why am I doing this? Why does this work? Mm-hmm. Like, the answer isn't do this combo. The answer right. is feel it out and feel yeah. out every... And same thing with Monster Hunter. It's like, yeah, just because you know how the longsword works and I need to do this chain to build up a meter to use the R button to level it up and then repeat, it's mm-hmm. more like... I need to know when is a good time when I could sneak two in and dive r- and roll out of the way or right right and and right. it's more about or even the f- it's more about the yeah. feel than it is this rote like the mechanics are good yeah, it's like yeah. well and good like, and yeah move. rather than
2: rather than dictating to the player what the purpose of each thing is they just give you a bunch yeah. of variables and let you have yeah. it's like using the back hop with the lance yeah. to move forward quickly yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like that's the perfect example it's like. It's such a simple thing. This is called the back hop. Yeah. Yeah. But so you turn your back. Do whatever face you the want. Monster. With it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. Have your back face the monster. Hit it three times. One cancel it to the other. Yeah. Lots of invincible
4: frames, but yeah. and all it those also little things moves you c- faster than a lot of other invasion yeah. techniques. They're not gonna and they're not gonna explain all that. I mean, same yeah. thing, kind of like with Zelda. Like they're not gonna tell you the roll is faster than walking, but like. I'm yeah. Biz, so,
0: well, yeah,
3: but <laughs> but did
4: you need someone to tell you that, or did you like you felt it? Out, yeah. But yeah.
3: well, that happened to Lost Planet as well, right? Wasn't there like or a or Lost Roller. Planet? Zip well, lighting? well, with
2: Lost Planet, the using the anchor shot is the quickest way to get around, but uh, you, that may not be clear initially, especially because it doesn't work like in Bonnet Commando*. You're not really swinging around on it. It's like yeah, it's a zipline. There, there's a and there's a lot more nuance to it. You have to like sort of cancel it at the right moment and there's, there's just all these little tricks you can do with it but if you, if you if you bother to experiment with it you will figure out all these really quick ways to traverse yeah. the environment
3: but I mean even just like doing the regular forward roll that was faster oh. than running
2: oh that I didn't know Yeah, <laughs> I
3: mean I've seen a lot of videos of people just rolling through the map so like <laughs> just assume it's faster <laughs>
2: I thought they were just trying to not take damage I think because uh, the games tend to be so mechanics-obsessed, which I love, that's also how Capcom ends up innovating entire genres so often, Mm. which is not, I mean, it's not like every day, but survival horror, fighting games, hunting action. Stylish action. Stylish action. A lot of these things were sort of coined by Capcom, even if they weren't the first thing to do, or first company to do things like that. Uh, I think they, oh my god.
4: (laughs) Put, yeah, put these things uh, <laughs> in our heads. They didn't invent them, but they popularized <laughs> them. Yes.
3: Yeah. What yeah. was it? I was just uh, listening to another group of people talking about uh, Alone in the Dark was the first one that was like survival
4: horror kind of game. Yeah, there's like the original Alone in the Dark. The yeah. Mansion of the Hidden Souls, which may yeah. or may not count. Uh, but then it wasn't until S- Resident Evil that yeah. it became a big thing. Uh, yeah. And then that you can even go back to Sweet Home, which as oh. we've done so mm-hmm. often. Well, oh, right, but right, even right,
2: that right. like it it's not like it blew up with sweet home. No no no. But uh, yeah, that was like their first sort of foray into that. That sort of set the groundwork in a weird way. That is a crazy project too. That was one of these like multimedia collaborations Capcom did in the 80s, uh like Strider. Mm. Oh, right, um, right. This one had a live action movie directed by one of the like kings of Japanese horror who was also the producer of the game.
3: Huh? What was his name?
2: His name is Kiyoshi Kurosawa. He's great. Okay. Horror he He does say what?
4: Horror horror he He's a <laughs> <laughs> princess of I horror. I was, to, I was trying to think of <laughs> <laughs> prince, and I was like, I only know Hime. <laughs> <laughs> I said king, uh, but uh, but his daughter though—that's <laughs> his daughter would be
3: horror Hime. presumably. Yeah, I suppose so. If she's into horror too.
4: Um, wait, you're saying this that is gone completely off the rails.
2: I do uh, recommend that director's movies so. though.
4: <laughs> Didn't he do? Is that the Ace attorney guy?
2: No, he I'm he did. No, you're thinking of he, uh That's This guy did a movie called Pulse, and a movie called uh, Cure. That's his other like big name one. Uh, but good point though, yes. Brett.
3: Uh, we also established the uh, lawyer action. Game.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yes. <Like laughs> no other drama. company. <laughs> <laughs> um. And the ghost. Story drama,
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's just because they're always trying to innovate. Uh,
3: we're, we're by no means mechanics. making fun of those games. I I loved Ghost Trick, oh, and Ghost I Trick know a lot beautiful. of people here that uh, really enjoy Ace Attorney. Uh, but it, it is uh, we're just kind of pointing out how Capcom really created. Well, those it's ju- yeah,
2: it's just so far outside the box. Yeah, the lawyer action genre. <laughs> <laughs> But they turn it, I mean, it's it's a whole long-standing franchise, you know?
0: Yeah.
3: Uh, and even with, with things like Monster Hunter, which is, uh, of course, like, it, it now gets its own sort of shelf and label in Japan. If you mm-hmm. go there, there's, like, the hunting action. Uh, my jaw dropped the first time I saw it because I had yeah. been
2: avoiding Monster Hunter when I lived there. Right. And then I went to the game store, and there was a whole hunting action section. And I was like, my God, it's growing bigger. <laughs> And, and it was like all Monster Hunter games and like one other imitator. <laughs> yeah,
3: and then we have we have now there are more 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 games uh, fitting into that mm-hmm. type of category of game, mm-hmm. uh, and and I think that's also uh, sort of uh, bleeding into other mainstream genres. Uh, just the whole idea of like the four player co op. Mm-hmm. You know, back when Monster Hunter started in two thousand four. Everybody was into shooters, and uh, like people wanted to do like a competitive shooter, or maybe right. you had like the two-player, like Years of War style, where it was like you and your buddy against like these hordes of enemies. But mm-hmm. nowadays, like you look at every other game, they have like join up to three other, three of your friends, or you know four-player, this and that. Um, and I can name a bunch of titles, but it, it won't take you long to just Google four-player game and find out a bunch of like big mm-hmm. names out there trying out that. To see if that formula works for them, uh, I don't think at the end of the day they would fall under the category of hunting action, or right. or or, it, or if that category is well, uh, how do you say, if the descriptor for that is is appropriate for every body well, or even yeah, formula. I don't
2: you know I think that that terminology hasn't quite caught on in the West yet, yeah, but some of the concepts are yeah. Um, and you could probably say the same for stylish action. I don't know if that term is in super wide use here. It's on the box in Japan. Uh, not only for Devil May Cry games, but uh, also the Sengoku Basara games. Those are like period piece stylish action. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. And they they love having genre descriptors in yeah. uh, in Japan. Um, kind of like we have the like the ESRB descriptors that are very oh, right. specific and yet oddly not. <laughs> uh, partial <laughs> well, nudity. Comic side boob. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, I, I think uh, to that point too. Um, the how would you call the the Monster Hunter Are game? Like if you were to give it a better descriptor, I think like boss rush. Well, boss battle. I mean, I think co-op.
2: here they're still trying to. Have very broad descriptors yeah, like yeah. action game or co-op action. Action um, RPG. I would yeah. say if you wanted to, I mean, you could say like, epic, melee action. Unless you're a gunner, <laughs> that's all part of the. Descriptor. That is that
3: is part of the yeah, <laughs> epic melee action, comma unless, unless you're, you're a part of the gunner or er, unless you're a gunner. Yeah, which is totally fine if you are. It's debatable. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Making this list, I thought about how uh, a lot of our games sort of have this sort of uh, bouncing tonal shift mm. where they'll be super serious one moment but then also have some kind of goofball thing. Uh, Dead Rising is probably the front of mind example where you have uh, obviously a very dire situation where you have 72 hours to uh, escape zombie hell. <laughs> uh, but if you want, you can just t- try on sundresses and. Beat up dudes with a teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, even, you know, other games, like even uh, recently released, uh, Revs 2, where you've got, uh, obviously, the very serious main campaign, which is constant life or death and very dark places. Uh, but then the raid mode is all goofball antics pretty much yeah. nonstop, where you're killing
4: enemies by dancing at them and bowing and to also them. Also, like, bonus costumes that are, like, teddy bear outfit. Yeah. <laughs> Cowgirl, and I mean, that goes ninja. back to. I mean, even RE2 with Tofu Mode and right. like that stuff. It's <laughs> like, it, <laughs> it's it's always, and even Monster Hunter is like generally a serious game, but has all these like prancing and goofy animations. Yeah, yeah. the emotes in general, which Lost Planet also had. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Devil May Cry, I'll like bounce from serious to yeah. Ninja Turtle Cowabunga <laughs> and like Three in particular, yeah. He's yeah.
2: You, you've got this, uh, the, you know, these moments of extreme seriousness where Dante and Virgil clash, and then the next moment he's surfing on rockets, and well, that actually yeah. happens before that. Technically, <laughs> <laughs> using a motorcycle as nunchucks. Yeah. <laughs> and then filling your Dark Soul with light. Right. <laughs> so, I thought it would be fun to try and pinpoint the most stereotypically Capcom game mm. that we've ever put out. Oh, boy. And uh, this will basically be the community question as well. But uh, what's the game that you look at and it's like, wow, that has Capcom written
4: all over it?
3: Give us some um, thoughts.
4: So you're asking us here.
3: I'm asking each of us.
4: I know what mine. I feel like I know what mine would be. Uh huh. Stereotypically, Capcom. Brett, why don't you go first? Uh, I mean, I feel like God Hand is a great. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like such.
3: No, I, that's unfair. Uh,
4: <laughs> I don't disagree. Well, I mean, like, in all the. In all the best ways, where it's, like, really cool, fun character design, Mm -hmm. tonal shifts, strong art direction, great soundtrack, like, controls that seem like, what the hell is this, but they are meant for this game. Right. And they they are perfectly suited for what you're supposed to do Mm -hmm. in this game. Extremely bright and colorful. Yeah. And it's, like... English-speaking characters. Yeah, it's, (laughs) like, that seems like... A lot of people didn't play it and skipped it. It's on PSN right now, everybody.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like PS3, like go, go buy it.
2: Buy God Hand if you haven't yet. Buy God. <laughs> if you do not buy God Hand. <laughs>
4: Et cetera. 10 uh, bucks. It's of of all the PS2 games that could have ended up on PSN, Like somehow that was the first this one. This was the yeah. first one. So, pick it up.
0: Uh, uh, but that,
4: that all those things check off, and I'm like, that's that seems like... It's not yeah. my favorite Capcom game by any stretch, but it's like, that's... It really is embody a lot of those mm. traits.
2: The one thing that I don't think that God Hand exemplifies is, uh, I, I think, uh, four player co-op. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's one of it's on the low end of the you know production scale. I think, yeah. uh, especially at that time, uh, most Capcom games uh, had a lot more like visual polish than that. Mm. Sure. Um, that game is is a, vi- a slave to its own mechanics. That is a game for mechanics people through and through right i mean uh, and there's still some beautiful uh you know visual touches in there in particular like the character models look great and there's some nice uh like visual effects on a lot of the bosses but uh
3: and you uh, know they they animated all those hundreds of moves uh yeah every that's the really impressive thing every move has its own property and unique animation and true
2: to life martial arts moves yeah um but yeah, I definitely think that's a good contender, a good contender. I might say Devil May Cry 3 for yeah, pretty much all the same reasons. <laughs> uh yeah. just like crazy off the wall combat and it, that game I think is really where uh Capcom redefined uh the uh the third the third person single player action genre. They just made combat uh just deeper and more impressive than it
4: had ever been in games. Because, like, I mean, even huh. DMC1, I mean, even 3 came out. There weren't a lot of, it wasn't like there was a lot of third-person action games that even felt anything like it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't remember how close the first God of War and DMC3 were. Probably pretty close together. In terms uh, of y- uh, yeah, yeah, I think they were both 05. Yeah, I feel like they were both 05. But, uh, I mean, God of War was kind of like the if there was a number two of that era, it seemed like I mean, God of War. I mean, it ended up becoming this huge success anyway. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> did you know God of War was published by Capcom in Japan? Wow, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Man. Or at least two was. I don't know about one, but um, I think it was. But
4: yeah, it's a lot of the a lot of the same reasons you would like DMC exist in mm-hmm. God of War. Um, but, but that that's just like there there were so few contenders even for that genre. Mm-hmm. What you got, Yuri?
3: It's a tough one. I mean, you, the the both of them that you you guys mentioned were uh, exactly like on point with mm-hmm. uh, God Hand and DMC. So uh, if I if I were not replacing any of those in the list, uh, but adding one to this list, I think um, I think Street Fighter Four uh, gets it mm-hmm. like in a way that you know Street Fighter Two you could still sense that they were trying to keep it serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Street Fighter Four and and three as well. But Street Fighter 4 was when they were like, okay, we're going to make a really good fighting game. But then, yeah, it's going to have, like, really good goofy animations and, and like, mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I well, like I like that they the put so much
2: th- emphasis on having a distinct art style. Yeah, uh,
3: distinct art style. Like, the way that the, the characters, like, when you get hit by a really strong ultra, your character goes up to the screen and has, like, you know, right. smacks his face there. And you can see, like, a t- <laughs> t- the, I don't know. Yeah. his eyes well around, it it yeah. sort of em-
2: helps emphasize that this is this is the sort of family friendly uh fighting game you know like oh, the, yeah, the moves yeah. feel brutal but in this way that you kind of smile at like ooh yeah. it's yeah. not like the mortal Kombat, like oh you know, yeah. like cover your eyes son yeah
3: <laughs> and then there's the whole thing i was, uh, skim- uh, was thinking about this uh, uh focus attack you know when when they first showed it at um, I, I don't remember who went all, all the way up to uh Japan. Uh, I forget what the, the press outlet was, I think it was like Game Informer. They went all the way there and they, they had this focus attack thing and everybody's learning that you know, you use it as a defensive thing, you absorb moves and then you do a counter and then that allows you to uh you know, to follow up with with the combo and then you're building this ultrameter and all that. Um but then the, f- the game finally comes out in the arcades and people are doing crazy offensive stuff with the, yeah. with the focus attack yeah. where they're canceling other moves that they oh um, would otherwise yeah, yeah, yeah. be able to cancel. So, yeah, Shoryuken, sure FADC, Ultra. Yeah. like That became mm. a staple of uh, bread and mm. butter combo videos. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think having that... Fa- it, it was a very clear, um, almost uh, in, intentional uh, yeah. exploit there. But it, it mm-hmm. didn't seem so when they were talking about the game right. before launch, right? Yeah. So.
2: so, leading into our community question, let us know, guys, what do you think is the most Capcomian Capcom game ever Capcomed? <laughs> and while you're at it, tell us the least Capcom game. What is it? I'm going to say Troubles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, correct. <laughs> <laughs> as for last week's community question, we asked who you were most looking forward to playing as in DMC4 Special Edition and who you wanted to see us stream. Uh, and I've actually been surprised to see how many people are saying they're excited for the new characters, but want me to stream them last. Mm. Uh, I mean, I, they're you know, some people like to say the best for last. I didn't, I just didn't expect, uh, you know, the, the fans yeah, to usually it's show me the new vo- stuff. now. Yeah. yeah to volunteer for that. You know, Same. usually we have to fend off people when we're not ready to show you stuff. They're
3: like self moderating their own hype. Yeah. <laughs> That's good.
2: Which, yeah, you get no complaint from me. I'm not sure (laughs) if that's uh, an accurate slice of the overall sentiment or if that's just the people who happen to comment, but uh, I have been polling people. Um, User Dante, (laughs) I'm wise to you. (laughs) User Dante says, I'm very excited about all the playable characters, but I have my little preference for Virgil. I'm expecting a lot from his moves. And I think you should start with Dante, Nero, then Trish, Lady, and finally Virgil. The whole point being Virgil since the first teaser, so keep it exciting until the very end. Ah. I'm just impressed with your restraint. (laughs) But uh, uh, maybe, yeah. Uh, I am probably worst with Dante, so I wouldn't (laughs) mind getting him out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Then Izzy, one of our own mods, says, I am looking forward to using Trish the most in DMC4SE. She is one of my mains for UMBC3, and I have a preference for more simplified but deep gameplay. That is definitely how I would describe her. Uh, simplified in that you're not switching weapons, but she still has lots of depth and a really cool, robust moveset. Uh, when did I start saying robust? It's a fine no,
3: We better fix that, Craig.
2: And Izzy also suggests we start with Nero and Dante, and then end with Lady. So, we'll see.
3: I was surprised that we didn't see the comment, like, Ladies first.
2: Ah. Uh, anyway, that'll see us out. Thank you guys for listening. We love you. Oh yes, platonically.
1: <laughs> god a demon, what am I? It's time for me to choose my path. The power of my god hand, no evil doer will get past. Hand to hand or fist to fist. Not nuts so twist your wrist God power keeps my pimp hands strong So trust me or you won't last very long Dragon kick your ass into the Milky Way Slim limb in a fight, but don't worry, babe, I'll be cool. The ultimate power of a god is now my secret. My defenses are impregnable. My style is impetuous. If it's too much, I'll grovel at your feet. I beg for mercy when I feel the heat. Jaw dropping attacks from my roulette wheel beatdowns from the God Hand God Hand My arm, my arm, my arm, my arm, my arm, my arm arm. I summon up the powers of the God Hand Everybody wants a beast Who's next? Don't be a fool (laughs) active fighting style so slick they will make you drool. The God Hand helps me work out my stress. It's overpowering, I must confess. The only person who it doesn't work on is the girl who got me into this, Olivia. Slicing through thugs with my shockwave.
0: Shockwave!
1: I'll be heading a guillotine head slicer.